Welcome to the Positive Sports Podcast. I'll be your host this afternoon, Ed Montana. Alongside me today, as usual, my brother from the same mother. I guess that's the only way he would be my brother. My brother, Alex. Alex, how you doing, buddy? What's up, my brother? What's up, people out there? Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be a great episode. Make sure you guys subscribe, comment, like, all that good stuff. Hey, man. Quick question for you. Now, relax. I'm not going there yet. Relax. Relax. I'm ready. I'm ready. You know how much, well, I, we all do, right? The whole family. Like, we're just some carnivores, right? Yeah. How much do you think a whole cow goes for? Because I was watching, well, I, I wasn't watching. I saw a photo of a Jimbo Fisher, is that his name? The coach yeah, yeah, yeah. for whoever in college football? Yeah, the head coach for uh, Texas A&M. Okay. Football. And, it, and in, instead of giving us like a, a football college stat tidbit or something, we get on there, Jimbo Fisher owns an $80,000 cow. <laughs> I don't know. Now, I love meat, but man, that's a lot of money for a cow. How much, how much does a cow weigh? Like how much does a, a normal cow weigh? So. Cause you've done some research. So half a, half a cow, half a cow. Well, I don't know. I've bought half a cow, but not necessarily the whole half a cow. Right. Like I just bought like just the meat. Right. And that way. How much? How much and, was and that? That weighed. How much did that weigh? I, I think that weighed like. Shit, I don't remember now. Three. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, shit, I don't remember. Twelve hundred pounds. How much? Could it be? Twelve hundred. It's got to be. No, that's too much. How much does a cow weigh? Twenty four hundred pounds. Okay, so okay, so I was right. Half a cow, twelve hundred pounds. Eighty thousand dollars divided by twenty four hundred. So that's only thirty three dollars a pound. Damn. Yeah, but so how, how does he own? Because when you buy meat, you don't you don't pay thirty three dollars a pound. Even right. For the best even for the best cuts of meat, you don't pay thirty three thirty three dollars a pound. So that must be like a listen. Yeah, I, I don't know. We need to investigate this Jimbo Fisher cow and, you know, kind of get some play the detective here and find out how the hell he owns an $80,000 cow. Now, does he have it like for racing purposes or does he have it as a pet or does he have it as food? Like, that's my question, right? If you if you own an $80,000 cow, are you like raising it so you can turn around and sell it like you're a cattle rancher or is that like for dinner <laughs> yeah no, no I, I would be raising it to reproduce more eighty thousand dollar cows because i'm not eating eighty thousand dollar dinner <laughs> well not in one dinner that's too much food <laughs> but eventually how much like how much how much meat do you think you've eaten in terms of dollars in your life Break it down this year. Like how how many pounds of meat do you think you eat in a year? 
in a year. It's got to uh, be like 300, right? Close to a pound a day. I don't know. That's too much math for me, bro. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I know we eat a lot of meat. I know you do too. Yeah, we yeah. all do. Yeah. I mean, meat and pizza, I can eat five days out of the week easily. I could eat I could eat meat and pizza seven days a week. Yeah. Get I mean, that goddamn chicken out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking my salad. Gonna... Chicken nuggets. What am I, six? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Eighty thousand dollars sounds like a lot for a cow, but I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't me, know. You know me. We'll investigate. You know me. I like to always break it down into some numbers and you know, take it to the nth degree, like our conversation about the all-star game last week, right? So here, right. I'm trying to break it down. If you eat 300 pounds, if you eat half a pound of meat every day, which is probably doable because sometimes you eat more, but sometimes you don't. Like when you have pizza, right? You don't need any meat. That's right. 180 pounds a year, right? And it's a 2,400-pound cow. Yeah. It only take you 13 years to eat the whole thing. Probably less than that because it's got <laughs> bones and the head and stuff like that. And the dingling, you don't eat that. <laughs> yeah, I think I could definitely consume a whole cow in less than 13 years. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Easily. Yeah. Maybe 13 months. I don't know about that. That would be <laughs> that would be almost 200 pounds, 20 pounds a day. So we've consumed, so I'll tell you, we've consumed half a cow in about eight months. That's how long, like, we, you know what I'm saying? We bought a half a cow. Yeah. And uh, no, I'm sorry. Half a cow was split. So a quarter, a quarter of a cow. Right. Lasted us around six months, six to eight months. A quarter cow. And how many pounds was it? 300 pounds. So 300 pounds in six months. So that's 50 pounds yeah. a month. That's a pound and a half a day. That's a lot. Holy shit. But there's... But yeah, there's, I mean, not, that's... that's not just you, right? There's, there's four of you. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I, 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 I steal from their plate and everything. So I'm basically eating the whole thing. Right. So, But out of a pound and a half a day, you're eating like a pound and a quarter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah, I share. I share sometimes with my family. <laughs> you made beef nuggets and let them have that. That's right. So, oh, shit, that's a lot of meat. That is a lot of meat. Shit. Oh, well. Live life and eat meat. Hey, there's worse There's worse things to do in this life. Speaking, you, you mentioned nuggets earlier. Somebody went and got like a 50 piece of nuggets this morning at Chick-fil-A. I know. Do you know I who that might that. be? That was awesome. Hey, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and say it right now. <laughs> I was I was dead wrong on the Bucks. And this is the part that kills me. This is the part that kills me about being wrong on the Bucks. Earlier this year, before the playoffs, we on this podcast we were talking about the Bucks and 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 how deep would they go in the playoffs? And you said you didn't trust them. And I said, hey, they're a more mature team now. They've been through those trials and tribulations the last couple of years. 
I think they'll do better this year. But then right. by the time we got to the finals, I forgot all about that. And I went back to there's no way the Bucks are going to come back from being down 0-2. And I'll tell you who I really underestimated. You know, I talked in the beginning of the series about how it needed to be other guys stepping up. It needed to be more than just Giannis and Middleton. It needed to be more than Chris Paul and Devin Booker. Well, at the end of the day, it ended up being, it ended up being Giannis. And it ended up being right. Chris Paul, right? Chris Paul, you know, I hate to say this, but Chris Paul played terrible the last two games of that series. Chris Paul went from leader to I'm going to defer to everyone else. And I don't know if it's something the Bucks did or, or if it was him or what, but he really, he really shrunk in the moment. That sounds really bad. I don't mean it that way, but I mean, you know, you know what I'm getting at, but, and Giannis, I mean, Giannis exploded in the moment and I mean, just had some unbelievable basketball games. And even after he had one or two of those, I was still kind of like, man, whatever. But at the end of the day, look, he was, he was incredible. And Chris Middleton, um, not obviously not Batman, more like Robin, but I mean, he made some huge shots. He had some Batman like moments, not just in this series, but in the championship in the, uh, in the conference finals against the Hawks. And, uh, you know, all kudos to them. I was dead, dead, dead wrong. And I am not going to be like the guys on ESPN that said that the Bucks had no chance. And then today they're still talking about how the Bucks still suck. I don't know if you, I don't know if you caught any of that, but, you know, I'm not going to be that. Yeah, no, I didn't see. I, I'm not going to be that guy. The fact of the matter is I was dead wrong. Giannis deserves all the credit, man. Well, to your credit, Ed did pick Bucks and Six. That's right, I did. You did pick Bucks. That was that was your your your, your initial prediction. So I will credit you that. But then after I think game, it was just in the heat. But then after game two, I was like, Suns in four. <laughs> yeah, he, he has he just the moment. Yeah, you just reacted. I, I I don't count that. I count your your initial prediction, which I think is what you truly felt. Yeah. And you were right. The Bucks won in well, six. Th- well, thank, so. thank you, thank you, because because my predictions during this series was the worst case of Monday morning quarterback. It was that you know you remember how during football season we were doing Monday overreaction overreaction Monday. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had overreaction game two. <laughs> That's exactly what that was. Yeah, I'll tell you what, man. I, I thought Bucks in seven, but you know, I, I told you last week the Suns had game two where they shot like they made 23s and they only won by 10 points. And I'm like, the Bucks can absolutely hang with this team. And they reeled off four straight. Yeah. That was kind of surprising to me. Uh so and and you know the Bucks played really good team ball, I think. I think they really shut down DeAndre Ayton. They yeah. didn't shut down Devin Booker in game five, mm-hmm. right? Because he went off. I think he had close to like 40 points. Yeah. But they still won that game. The Bucks still won that game. And I think they did a good job of forcing Chris Paul to turn the ball over. I think he needed some of that MLB sticky stuff. He was just turning the ball over like, <laughs> you know, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah. And, you know, this – 
this champion, and I'm not going to discredit the whole Bucks team because I think they all played well. They all contributed once one way or another. But this was all Giannis because if there's one thing I've learned about this Bucks team is I don't know what I'm getting from game to game with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. I just don't know. Yeah. And so Giannis has to step up and just kind of take over that game. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, but I, you're right. I, those I, guys stepped but, – but you're right. Those guys stepped up when they needed to. And, you know, I know I just said what I said, but they, they're, you know, they're, they probably don't have – they probably don't win in six if 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 Middleton and, and Drew Holiday don't have a couple good games during the series, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and and the other thing that was impressive about the Bucks, I thought, a they did a great job of neutralizing DeAndre Ayton. The matchup with Brooks Lopez, Lopez is a is a very good defender. Um, and he was big out. too, huh? He was big in the series too. He yeah. had a good game. Yeah, exactly. And um, and the other thing is they forced Chris Paul to become rather mediocre, and um, and you know he he couldn't seem to handle the ball. They 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 put a lot of pressure on him up the top of the key. They did not let him get into the lane. And I think to a certain extent they just they took him out of his game, and that was that was kind of it. They let Devin Booker do what Devin Booker does. Um, they knew that one guy wasn't going to beat him. And, you know, they had guys step up at times, right? Drew Holiday with a great defensive effort uh, in game yeah. five, I believe it was. Bobby Portis, uh, you know, had, had had some really, really key moments during the series. So they had oh, different yeah. guys step up and, and, and do the job. And, you know, that, that's, that's what it takes is, you know, a star and, and guys that are willing to step up in the moment and really clamp down on defense and, and be there for big shots in, 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 in the fourth quarter. And the Bucks simply just had more of those than the Suns did. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, man, congratulations to the Bucks. Um, because nobody thought they would win a championship and, and really credit credit to this NBA finals. I know it was four, two and you know, the Bucks won the last four, but I think this was a pretty good postseason. Better than what we expected. Yeah. And I think this was a good finals. Better than what, what I, at least for me, I'm speaking. I, yeah. Better than what I expected. Um, so. Yeah, I, I think it's, them. I, I think it's unfortunate that people won't look at it that way because it didn't have a lot of big marquee names, right? It didn't have LeBron James. It didn't have Steph Curry. It didn't have, uh, you know, Kevin Durant and and so people right. won't people will kind of poo-poo it in terms of ratings and, and in terms of matchups. But yeah, the, the the final series ended up being very entertaining. All of the games were close, all six games. There were no real blowouts. Uh sure there were big lead swings here and there, but you know, the games really, really came down to the last five minutes of the fourth quarter and it was entertaining to watch. You know what that it, Giannis may sway some people into not thinking what you just said, because I think he, he showed how likable he can be. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I think, I think, and, and the parody, I think people want the parody, you know, on, on top of, you know, Giannis. Yeah. But you know, but you don't have, you don't have like, you don't have an ass who just won an NBA championship. You have Giannis, who is, you know, a freak of nature, a freak athlete, who is great, who is good, 
uh, and is likable. You know what I'm saying? Like he's going on Instagram live and, you know, recording yeah, no, <laughs> his adventure and, to Chick-fil-A. So I think, and winning, I think that, yeah. And, and winning this championship and certainly if he wins another one will certainly change the narrative about this NBA finals, not having any stars in it. Um, yeah. But if he doesn't make it back to the finals, I think, as years go by, people will look at this finals and go, oh, yeah, there was, you know, no, no one was in that final. You know, that was, uh, there was no LeBron, no Steph Curry. Yeah. And I think to hardcore fans like you and me, um, and I'm barely a hardcore fan. Yeah, we enjoyed it. But I, but I do think that when the, you know, I don't know what the ratings have been, but I'm willing to bet they weren't that, that good because it did not have the marquee names, you know, like, and, <sighs> I would, I don't know the answer to this. Maybe you have a better take on it than I do. I don't know what people truly want from the NBA because in one breath, they say they want parody and that's what we got this year. And the ratings are not going to be very good when it's all said and done. Um, but then if we get LeBron and Steph Curry, it's like, oh, it's the same teams over and over again. Right. So I'm not right. sure. I'm not sure if that's a marketing issue with the NBA or is that just, NBA fans are just really fickle. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but it, it seems like it seems like there's no way to keep everyone happy. There's no way right. to draw in the more casual basketball fans as opposed to just the hardcore fans. It's really difficult to to wrap my head around what it is that the NBA needs to do going forward. Yeah, I don't I don't have an answer to that. But like for me personally, I enjoyed watching the Heat go four straight to the finals. I enjoyed watching the Warriors win three out of four. Uh, I enjoyed watching the Spurs win whatever, three out of five. But, I mean, it, this is good, I think. You know what I mean? I mean, trust me, there's nobody I would have loved more to watch the Brooklyn Nets play and, and possibly win the finals than me. Right. But, but I mean, being that it's Giannis uh, – and then, and they, it was a, it was a great finals. I think it was, it was a, it was a really good finals. I enjoyed it, so I, I don't mind the, I, I like the parody. I think, I think it's good. And I don't know what the fans want. The fans, the fans are, you know, the fans. I don't think there's a lot of hardcore fans out there. There's a lot of casual fans. So you're gonna get, you're not gonna. I don't think you're gonna get. Uh, you're not going to get parody from them. I think, you know, I think a more invested fan in, 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 in the NBA in this case can kind of give you a more, you know, different perspective. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But again, like so, I said, you and I are hardcore fans. That's why we enjoyed this. Just like we, we enjoyed the warrior streak, just like yeah. we enjoyed, you know, other years before that. And so that's why, that's why I wonder what, like what is what is best for the NBA at this point in terms of drawing in those casual fans, right? It's like when we're talking about MMA the other day, right? The hardcore fans going to watch a, a UFC pay-per-view regardless of who's on the top of the bill. But you, right. the casual guy, will stop what you're yeah. doing on a Saturday night for a Conor McGregor-like right. star, right? A guy who's fantastic right. and not just a great fighter, but out there. And, and, and I guess that's my question with the NBA. And I, I, like I said in the beginning, I don't know the answer to this. 
I wonder what's best for the NBA in terms of audience pull, because I, I hear complaints no matter what it is, right? If it's the Warriors, yeah. oh, it's the Warriors again. If it's LeBron, oh, it's LeBron again. And then when you get a good matchup like this of two teams that have not been there very much, well, haven't been there at all in the last 20, 30 years, then people are like, oh, who cares? We don't even know these guys. So it's like, I, I just I just don't know what they want. But yeah, you and I are going to watch. I mean, we'd watch, we would have watched Memphis and the Bullets, right? Ooh, probably. Yeah, sadly, probably. <laughs> I mean, we probably would have watched the Vancouver Grizzlies, right? We would have watched the Vancouver Grizzlies against the New Jersey Nets. I mean, we'd have, we'd have watched yeah. anything, anything, right? Probably. <laughs> all right, so quick question. And this is all this is all opinion, whoever you think has it, okay? Mm-hmm. Whoever you think has the crown. But is, is the crown passed on to to Giannis right now? Like do you do you crown him the, the maybe the face of the NBA or no. you know like no. the main guy? No. no. Really? No. no. Look, um Steph Curry to me, Steph Curry is the face of the NBA, right? He's okay. a he's he's been in the league longer. He's got more All Star appearances, more championships, and he's still young, right? LeBron, I, I think the the torch is starting to pass from LeBron to Steph Curry. Um, but I mean, you you watch Sports Center during the season, and you get a whole bunch of Steph Curry. Um, I yeah. think Steph Curry is still the face of the NBA. Um, and, and as far as the best player in the NBA, man, I don't know. Kevin Durant. That's tough. Steph that's Curry, tough. Giannis. Yeah, no, that's tough. I mean, you could you could put you could put Jokic in that category. You know, I mean, I I'll tell you what, with with Giannis winning now, I think he he absolutely is in. in I mean, you you have to put him up there, like top five. I oh mean, yeah. yeah, you have to. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You have to. Yeah, especially with a championship. I think I think the I don't know. I think the playoffs were really the last hurdle he had to get over because all we've heard the last couple of years is, yeah, Giannis is great. Yeah, Giannis is an MVP, but Giannis can't get it done in the playoffs. Well, you can't say that now. Well, look, Giannis is also a two-time MVP. He's also a one-time defensive player of the year, five-time all NBA, five-time all-star four-time all-defense, one-time all-star MVP, and most improved. And I say that to say this. The guy is only 26 years old. I didn't realize that. I, re- I really didn't realize that. that. That's why I asked you the question because and, – and, and, and the fact, and this is one of the things that I like because I'm a little – I'm not as old as you, Ed, but I'm a little old school. I, you know – I, I really respect the fact that he chose to sign long term in Milwaukee. Yeah, he came out and said he doesn't he, he didn't want to go anywhere until they brought home a championship, and he did it. And I, I really respect that. And I think and I think that's what you know. So now when you start to compare, see, so now some people may think, well, LeBron has the crown, right? And when I say crown, I just mean like the best player, the face, you know what I mean, right? right, right. Yeah, yeah. He's not very likable, right? They, they, people get on him, like me, 
for you know for for jumping to the Miami Heat and then back to the Cavs and now to the Lake, and now you have a guy like Giannis who is so young, has all these accolades, now has the championship, dominated the finals, sixty plus percent field goal shooting though you know throughout the finals, and he's such a likable guy. Yeah. And again, being twenty six years old, I'm like, damn. I mean, the, he he's got room to. Oh yeah, he's got room to get you know to get better and and maybe yeah. win one more or two. Yeah, no, don't get me wrong. My comment is he's not the face today. My comment was not he can't be the face. He he, right. he is certainly on that path. I think today the way the league stands right now, Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are are more the face of the uh, of the NBA than he is. But yeah, you know. He comes back and he wins another one next year. Shit, you know. I mean, that's or even or or even two and three years, right? Right. Yeah. I mean, if he starts to put together two and three years, three and five years, you know, damn, you know, yeah. yeah. He, and and the other thing too is, you know, we have to remember he may have the Yao Ming effect, right? Yao Ming became immense, immensely popular because of the Chinese market. Well, Giannis right. may do the same thing with Europe. Like all of Europe may rally behind Giannis and say, this is our guy, you know, he's a European guy and he may pull a whole continent with him, which would be about the size of China, right? And so yeah. he, he, may, he may have that, that come his way uh, over, over the years. Yeah. Yeah, it should be interesting, man. I think, you know, uh, again, his, his personality, I think, makes it I, – I think his personality is really great for the NBA. You know what I'm saying? Like, we were – we've been – we've been shoved LeBron James down our throats, and he's not a very – you know, he's he's not totally likable, right? Yeah. By most – by some NBA fans. And Giannis comes so, with no controversy, right? Giannis comes with no controversy. Yeah. He doesn't get into politics and he doesn't get into, you know, he doesn't get into a lot of the social issues. I mean, he was involved a little bit in the Black Lives Matter uh, thing last year, but I mean, everyone in the NBA was. So it kind of, you know, he didn't do anything super outstanding about it. And so, you know, he's, and he, he like you said, the most important thing is super likable guy. I mean, super. Did you see the yeah. video with him ordering the 50 chicken minis at, at Chick-fil-A? For crying yeah. out loud. He is Giannis. He just right. won the NBA Finals. And he even even at that point, he was nice enough to say, is it okay if I put you on camera? Right. I mean, yeah. does it get any more yeah. likable than that? I mean, it, right. it, he's just, a, he's a, by all accounts, he's a great guy. Uh, you know, I have nothing but nice things to say about the guy. I, I'm totally impressed with him in this NBA Finals. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, man. Sad that the uh, NBA comes to an end, and uh, not the podcast though. The podcast does not come to an end. Make sure you like, subscribe, comment. You can follow Ed on Twitter at Emontana Twenty One, baby. Leave the baby part out. It's not baby at the end. Oh no, yeah, just Emontana Twenty One. If you put baby on the end of it, God only knows what you're gonna get. <laughs> Where can they get you if they want to follow you? Well, you can follow the baby of the two, 
at Brooklyn Gaucho one on Twitter. <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this. I don't say this enough, but I don't know how many of our listeners like to gamble. I don't know who's into that. I don't, I don't gamble. I, 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 I watch lines more out of just curiosity than anything else. Yeah. I don't do a whole lot of gambling, but, and I don't know what you're doing exactly, but your Twitter is getting better and better with picks. Your picks aren't getting better. Your picks are still, but the content is good. Like I follow, oh, okay. I Thank follow you. several people on gambling Twitter and you know, you get the guy that's got his stone cold lead pipe lock of the century of the decade of the week, you know, right. Like that. And, you know, so you get a lot of fake shit out there. A lot of stuff. That's just, it's just not, it's, it's not even entertaining. It's just dumb. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, but there are a few cappers out there that are pretty good. I enjoy reading right. stuff. Even if I'm not going to bet myself, I've gotten to the point where, I can't believe I'm going to say this because I've never pictured you as much of a writer. I enjoy reading your stuff. The only thank the only, you. The only the only tagline I don't like because I think I, I don't know why I just don't like it. Scared money don't make money. Like what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> hey man. I mean I know what you mean by it, but I just I kind of don't get it. So anyway. I hear you. Well, well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. I enjoy. You know what? As much as we've we've talked about it before on the podcast, I'm not an analytical guy, right? Like I'm, but but that's what, yeah. But that's what that's kind of what sports betting is, right? It's yeah. pretty much filled with numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Go figure. It's funny that a guy who's an anti-analyst, antanalyst. <laughs> Here we go with the words. Yeah. He likes to likes to likes to mess around with numbers. It's kind of interesting. And and look, like I said, I never took you for a writer, but some of the shit you write when you break stuff down, it's really good. Like it's it's good, not just in not just in terms of the content, but like even in terms of grammar. <laughs> yeah, it's not my best, I know, but which when which, it comes that, to money, that in and of itself, I find very very interesting. I've often <laughs> thought you have a ghostwriter. <laughs> I may. <laughs> hey whatever works right <clears throat> that's right that's right uh, so yeah well if you want to follow my picks my picks aren't great but they, they're good from from you know from from time to time just follow the gaucho on twitter at brooklyn gaucho one damn it yeah absolutely and if you want to catch this show you can catch it on youtube podbean google play itunes spotify whatever podcast platform you choose to consume your podcasts um I, we just got through the all-star break i don't want to talk a whole lot of baseball all i gotta say is uh the mvp race is over all right my guy leads the league in home runs my guy was oh. the winning pitcher in the all-star game my guy is i mean he's just greatness personified he was in the greatest single round of the home run derby. I mean, come on. A double overtime <laughs> bonanza. I mean, the guy's the greatest. Yeah, but my guy, my guy hit the pretty much the go-ahead game winning home run in the in the in the all-star game. Yeah, but look, if Otani doesn't pitch that shutout inning in the first, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. 
<laughs> my guy is hitting for a higher batting average. Batting average is for suckers. Chicks dig the long ball. <laughs> <laughs> true, true, true. I'll tell you what, man. By the way, what, what Otani what Otani did at the All-Star game between the home run derby, pitching and batting, that's that's amazing. Yeah, got, I'll tell you got. what. I'll tell you what. We're going to revisit this MVP conversation come at the end of the year because I really believe it's going to come down to these two. I really pray that they – I really pray that they stay healthy. I'm, I'm really concerned yeah. about Otani. I'm really – I really am because – the human body is just not used to doing this. It's just not right. Hey, like the, hey, it's not normal. Your human body's not used to doing this. Otani's <laughs> been doing this since he was a little kid. True, true, true. But I, I really think this this AL MVP race is going to come down to uh, your guy and my guy at yeah. the very end. Yeah. Look, and all joking aside, it's going to be. I mean, there's. There's no one else to talk about in the American League. And in fact, the National League MVP race is probably not much of a conversation either. I kind of don't care. The, what these two guys are doing, and I mean, I joke a lot about Vlad, but what these two guys are doing is it's sensational. And, and I'm like yeah. you, I am keeping my fingers crossed that neither one of them gets injured, that they play out the entire season and that we get to see two incredible seasons play out and unfortunately, yeah. one guy not get the MVP. But, I mean, hey, look, if they play out the season, we may end up with co-MVPs. Yeah, very well could. I, I think it's going to come down to – the Angels don't look like they're going to make the playoffs. The Blue Jays more than likely will. Mm -hmm. But then you have – Well, yeah, they're, what, they're in I, – I think they're in the wild card right now. Right, like they there's they're seven playing games, that playing seven, game. There's seven games out in the East, and they right, but the wild not, card. They would not make the. I don't think they would make the wild card. Hold on, let me look. No. Okay. Uh, no, they're, in fact, they're four games out of the wild card. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. So they they okay. Okay. All right. So I stand corrected. Now the well, Angels, shit. That's the, the case. Angels, the Angels are seven and a half out in the wild card, but. Mike Trout should be back soon, so that could help a lot. But yeah, right now both yeah. of those teams look pretty far out of it. <clears throat> yeah, it, if that's the case, then I have no doubt Otani gets it because I I thought the Blue Jays were like in the mix, right? Because in that case, then you know maybe that may sway some votes, right? Right, you know, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Now, but on the other side, if Trout comes back. And gives that team a lift. That's going to eat up some of his uh, some of Otani's votes. I don't think so. It shouldn't. Hey, between you and me, it shouldn't, right? Yeah, we're smart. I don't think know, so. Right? We're smart enough to know that the guys missed forty five games this year. He can't be right. in the MVP conversation. But the fact of the matter is, he will get some because yeah. he's not Mike Trout. Right. If it yeah. was Rendon, it'd be a different story, right? But when it's Mike Trout, you know, the consensus best player in baseball, he's going to steal it. Man, you have, to, you have to wonder what the Angels' front office is thinking, right? I mean, you have this, this generational player in, in Mike Trout, right? You've had him for 10 years, 10 seasons, 11 seasons. Yeah. He's got, like, the highest 
war of all time. He's, I mean, his numbers are, well, we already know, right? Right. I mean, <laughs> like, you have a decent offense. I'll tell you what they're thinking. God damn, we could use some pitching. <laughs> well, I mean, what's taking so long? They could have used pitching five seasons ago. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 have I, never I don't know. Understood, I've never understood what uh, what's going on with them. I've never understood that that organization. And look, was it a good move to go out and get Otani a couple of years ago? Obviously it was. Uh, is it a good move to go out and sign Rendon? Yeah, I guess so. But I mean, can you have spent some money on the pitching? Here's the question you didn't ask. Did they hold on to Pujols for too long? Yeah, they probably did, but you know, let's let bygones be bygones. That could have freed us. That that could have freed up some money right there. Yeah, yeah, but it's it just, wasn't making no jump change. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It it's it's baffled me that uh, that 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 a team with a generational player like Mike Trout has has not been able to to be more successful, and it's a shame. Yeah. It's a, it's a real shame because that guy is, you know, he's not Tatis. He's not going to make a name for himself marketing wise. Um, but if he was on a team that was, you know, consistently making the playoffs like Boston or Tampa, even Tampa Bay, right. Um, yeah. The Indians had a run. Um, the Braves are having a run. Um, the Cubs, right. The, the, obviously the Dodgers, if he was on any of those teams where he was in the playoffs for five, six years in a row or whatever, yeah, you got to wonder what, how, how popular that guy would be. And honestly, yeah. I think it'd be really good for the game. Yeah. I mean, you know, you want to, I mean, you want to be able to have your best, right. Your, 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 the face of, 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 of major league baseball in the, in the playoffs, right? In the postseason, right? Yeah, absolutely. Possibly the World Series, and we don't get to see that. Yeah, it's a darn shame. Well, that's the way it goes. Um, you got anything else? Major League Baseball. Mm, I don't know. Do we? I don't have anything else. Are you going to Tokyo to watch the Olympics? Uh, no. They're not going to let you in anyway. I know. <laughs> They're sending people back probably. <laughs> Are they going to finish the Olympics? I'm, the, more this, the more I hear about what's going on in Tokyo, the more I think they're not going to make it through two weeks, two and a half weeks of yeah. games. I mean, that, Is that how long they are? Well, they started this morning, right? So today's oh. Wednesday, but the opening ceremonies are on Friday and it goes two weeks after that. So that's two and a half weeks. Okay. So it's a total okay. of about, it's going to be a total of about 17 days. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to make it. I mean, the way I hear things are going, it does not yeah. sound good. It's and like, I don't know what it's like in, in, in Japan, but it may become a bit of a political struggle where a guy to save his political career may say, we got to, we got to ban it. We got to stop it. 
Yeah. And I don't know what I don't know what you do then. Do you just transport everyone to I don't know. What are the what other place has Olympic facilities that are relatively new? I guess London, right? They had the Olympics in 2012. You don't send them back to Rio. They had them in 2016, but Brazil is bad. You think they would do that? Like I, I, I mean I don't move know. I don't know what else you do. Like, what do you do? Just send everybody home. Yeah, but you know the Go honest, home. But here's the thing. That seems like the most reasonable thing to do. Yeah. However, however, the IOC exactly. And 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 here's the thing: the IOC doesn't make money off the ticket sales. They don't care if fans show up. They don't make. They, they don't make, you know, they don't make site fees. It's not like Japan paid a bunch of, I mean, they probably did under the table, but they didn't pay a whole bunch of money to get the Olympics. That's not where the IOC is making their nut. They make their nut off of what's on TV, the TV rights mm-hmm. around the world. So if, to- if Japan right. and if Tokyo says after five days, right, cut, no more Olympics, the IOC is going to be like, you mean to tell me, let's just use round finger let's just use round figures two weeks right and after a week they say cut it off they're not going to take half of the tv revenue and go oh well (laughs) they're going to want to do something because my guess yeah my guess is the cost of moving the olympics of transporting all the athletes to another to another venue let's say china right let's say beijing which is relatively close the cost of doing that would be far less than half of their TV revenue. So right. I think I think if Tokyo does that, I think there's a chance that, that they may move it someplace else. I I can't imagine that they have not thought about this. Look, if the two hosts on the Positive Sports Podcast have thought about this, trust me. Some guy at the IOC has thought about it. <laughs> if not, if they have not, reach out to me on Twitter at emontana21. We could talk about different ideas about how to still have the Olympics during a pandemic. Just hit me up. I'll I'll work with you. We want in on the committee. Oh, are you kidding me? I mean, because we have more ideas. But we're not going to say them all right now. We just oh, gave yeah. you one in case you didn't think about it. That was just a that was just a small nugget to show you that. Yeah, that's an appetizer. Idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a that was a taste. Yeah, Ooh, that tastes good. Let me get another bite of that. If, You're gonna have to. Hide. If you want some, if you want some more of you know Ed and Alex's philosophies, hit us up, man. We're here. Here we go with the philosophies. <laughs> yeah. Like I said before, I'm a philosophist. <laughs> and for the right price, Mr. IOC, you can have this philosophist on the payroll. That's right. Dude, I would be on any committee. Any, any Put me on the mascot committee because I'm sure every <laughs> single committee member on every single committee gets a little something under the table, if you know what I mean. Just a little something. A little, a little something to share the philosophy. That's right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I am going to put a stop to this show right now before we release too much information to the IOC. 
And we're going to come to the end of another wonderful episode of the Positive Sports Podcast. As always, folks, we appreciate you watching, listening, subscribing, liking, commenting. You can email us at the show, positivesports10 at gmail.com, positivesports10 at gmail.com. Like Alex mentioned, you can get great capping advice. And if you don't know what capping is, it's for gambling purposes, folks. You can follow Alex on Twitter at BrooklynGaucho1. And if you want my philosophies, all you got to do is hit me up on Twitter at emontana21. As always, folks, ignore the negativity, be the positivity. Peace.